Welcome back to the Take Zoe Tailgears podcast. My name is Talon Hauser, and alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. How's it going, guys? And our other co-host, Caden Cooley. You took my line. You took his line, dude. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Wait, what did he say? He said, how's it going? Oh, you say howdy, dude. I know. I was just, I don't know. I was trying to be more personable. (sighs) Okay, well. How's your day going, everyone? Please, let me know. Don't Thank you. Don't do that. Um, it's Caden. How's it going, guys? Anyways, yeah, so we, uh, we you know, eventful, trying to get this podcast going here. <laughs> Very eventful. Yeah, so obviously we didn't post last week after the Super Bowl. Um, kind of two reasons for that. We wanted to have a couple of days, kind of, you know, just really take the game in, kind of think about it, kind of, you know, get over, like, the first little bit of... Wow, that was an awful, awful game. Let me in town kind of roll in the suffering that yeah. follows uh-huh. the Super Bowl uh-huh. loss. We had two fans take a Super Bowl L, so you mm-hmm. guys... A grief period was necessary. And then also some issues. But you know what? We're past that. We're ready to thrive. Ready to make some great content. Yes, sir. So let's get into the, today's episode. Of course, we have Best Thing I Saw This Week and Weekly Winners. We have a couple of new, not weekly segments, but, you know, re- reoccurring segments that we'll, you know, you'll see in the future. We have Mistakes, where we go back and look at just awful sports takes that we've made. Some good ones this week. And then we have some sports trivia to go through today. I don't know, just a little fun little... Salt Bay action, kind of sprinkle that in there. 1K gold, baby. Yes, sir. Exactly. And then, um, quick Super Bowl recap at JJ Watt news. Then going to the NBA, we have Andre Drummond, Anthony Davis injury, talking about can the Jazz maintain their success. And then we got our NBA stock market. So a jam-packed episode of content. Let's get into it. Bully, what's the best thing you saw this week? Best thing I saw this week: soft league question mark Lombardi Ooh. edition. Ooh. So. I'm assuming you guys have all seen the very viral video of A, Tom Brady just walking around drunk. Um, absolutely hammered, celebrating that seventh ring, you know, got to do that. Seeing but Tom Brady drunk was awesome. Right? But between that, um, he decided to chuck the Lombardi trophy from one boat to another. You know, things casual uh, Super Bowl champions do. You yeah. Know, yeah, usual. It's thing. like, ah, I have six more at home. Cool. So somebody took offense to this. Her name is Lorraine Groves. She is, I'm sorry if I butchered that. She is the daughter of no, the not. silver. <laughs> she's the daughter of the silversmith of the Lombardi Trophy. Um, I guess there's a lot of people that have worked on it over the years, but she's just one of the few. So she was quoted as saying, it just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it were a real football, which, you know, that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to say. But then she continued, I didn't sleep the past two nights because of this. I was that upset because I know the passion that goes into this trophy. She continued, I personally would like an apology, not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, but to the fans. And the best part of this entire thing is the Bucks GM, Jason Litch, replied with a gift that said, lighten up, Francis. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that. So kind of my thoughts on that. I, I agree with you. It was like. Okay, the Super Bowl trophy shouldn't be thrown in the Super Bowl. That, that's I, not, I think it's not an outrageous thing to right say. There, yeah. So right there, everything else is full Karen mode. Of course, it was like something really personal. I haven't slept in two days, Tom Brady. Thank you. What was she doing? Just like rewatching the highlights from yeah, the throw? The different like, angles? Like, oh, they could have dropped it in the water. <laughs> like, how dare they? Town, Town brought this up before the podcast, but she didn't say nothing when Gronk used it as a trophy yeah, or as just a like, bat last year. He literally dented the like, not yeah, like almost a, dented. He literally dented dent in the trophy, and she didn't say anything. But God forbid Tom Brady throw it, and she's like, "Wow!" And it almost get water on it. She was like, "I just really draw the line at the boat thing." Like, let's be honest. Actually, if it fell in the water, 
probably would have been fine. It's like pristine metal. Yeah. The entire city of Tampa would have been scuba diving like, <laughs> Yeah, what? They give Gronk scuba equipment to go down and get it the next day? Like, he yeah. wouldn't do that? Gronk would have... He would have just dove immediately yeah, and then just grabbed like, let's also go! True. And then chugged a beer, so... But, uh, you know, Soft League. That would have been even more legendary. Soft League. Soft League. All right, tell us the best thing you saw this week. Best thing I saw this week was Draymond Green sounding off about... Mostly about kind of the recurring theme of NBA players thinking, you know, that just they, they're not getting the respect they deserve whenever they ask for a trade and they get pretty disrespected. But when teams do it, it's all fine and dandy. I think Draymond Green could tell it better than most of us. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to we're going to turn off our mics. I'll put this in and post. Uh, you guys will be listening along with us. And yeah, so everybody turn off their mics so we can hear to Draymond Green. Turn off your mics. There you go. Hi. To watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bullshit. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man and yet a team can come out and say oh we want to trade a guy and then that guy is to go sit and if he doesn't stay professional then he's a cancer and he's not good in someone's locker room and he's the issue and we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench you know DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player... You're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this, you can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond is getting traded publicly and we're looking to trade him publicly and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? Wow. Um, I'm glad he used the word castrated in there. Draymond Green was with interesting the, and I think, one of, one that was one of the greatest. Um, my thoughts mics. on that, I'm actually, I'll be good. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of a firm believer in, you know, the NBA is a business. Okay. Sports is a business. Like, yeah, you know, do, do some things not get handled as well as others. Yes. But I think Draymond brings up a lot of great points. Like, Hey, you know, why is it that, Oh, you know, a player tries to control his own destiny and tries to, you know, kind of do whatever he wants. And we're like, Oh dude, that's a worst player. What a cancer. He's a toxic player. But then a team can be like, Hey, Andre, 
hey, you're just not going to play for a little bit because we're trying to trade you. And if you get hurt, we can't trade you. I want to I want to bring up. Um, I don't know who commented this. Um, I, I just it just actually went away on my phone. I can try to find it. But somebody commented and it's 100 percent true. And it needs to be said. There goes my phone. Uh, they said, what race are all the owners and what race are all the players? It's, and they said it's plantation culture, and they're not wrong. It's there's there's a part to be said in that, and it's really sad because right as the players start getting control, we start getting scared because whether it has to do with race or whatever you want to think about that, th- that's how it is. And they don't like seeing the players have control. And I have had a lot of problems with Draymond Green. I've never agreed with him more in my entire life. You know he what I facts right there. You know what um so that really bugs me is you know like. Like, yeah, the NBA is a business, but I think, you know, when owner, owners and GMs should really try to have great relationships with their players, you know, like build great, like fundamental just relationships in general with them. Yeah. Like just be a good person, you know, understand that they're not just a tool or an asset, mm-hmm. that this is a real person whose life will be affected by your decision. The thing that drives me crazy is that player, like when players get traded and they find out from social media. Like, dude, that shit. You can't even me. text them. That that drives me bonkers. You like, can't even text you, them. You can't have a five minute phone call. And be like, hey, I just wanted to let you know before the media does that we are gonna look, we are gonna move you. We really thank you for your time. Like, we thank you for everything, but we just feel this is better for us, at, and I, we appreciate it. I think the funny thing about this is, is he literally mentioned, you know, Anthony Davis getting fined a hundred thousand, and he's definitely getting fined for this. <laughs> Hundred percent getting fined, even Jamon? though he yeah, yeah even though he was just speaking his mind, which I'm not allowed to do. But um, have they agreed to the next CBA or was that the NFL? No, uh, the I don't think the M- NBA has yet. Yeah, they got some things to work out there. It's funny because I think it's almost going to get worse moving forward. Um, I've I, I've said this for a while, and I think you're allu- allu- alluring, alluding, alluding, yeah. alluding to it. A lockdown. I think there's definitely gonna be a lockdown soon. Yeah, I just the play the direction the players are going where they want more control, more power over things that they rightfully deserve. They're obviously, you know, the cash cows of the league. Mm-hmm. They make all the money for the league. They are the league, so it's yeah. fair to them. Um I just I see the owners wanting more control. They don't like this whole Anthony Davis wants a trade, so he's gonna get traded. Yep. They don't like that happening. So um I do like what Draymond said, and I do think it needed to be said, but it's just, it kind of sucks to see it's almost going the exact opposite direction. Yeah, I mean, just literally, just look at, look at, a lot of people, a lot of NBA fans have seen this video, look at Derrick Rose getting the phone call from his agent, not even looking on Twitter, from his agent saying, hey, they're working out a deal with New York, you're probably getting traded from Chicago. Dude busts down crying. One, because, I mean, he has to move, he has to, there's a lot of things going on. And you find out, oh, hey, you have to move to Memphis tomorrow on Twitter. Could you yeah. imagine? So, Draymond brings a good up point, is that people are just scared to see these guys succeed and, you know, become powerful. So, that was oh a, no, that I... Was a, that was a very major best of this week. It was a major best yeah. of this week, but... Draymond oh, Green best of this week. <laughs> Draymond Green bought it to light, and thank you, Draymond. Alright, well, anyway, mine's way not as heavy, so now I kind of just feel... It's okay. A fun best of this week. There you go. Yeah. So uh, Bradley Beal is becoming one of my like just favorite players, just like media wise. He had a quote earlier this week saying, he, uh, "A reporter asked him, hey, why are the Wizards struggling with like shooting three pointers?'" And he said, "Gravity. <laughs> I need to go to a, go to the moon um, for a damn chance for a bucket to go in or something like that." And I I love that. And I was like, "That's so goofy." Um, I 
he had some other good ones like early about when they were like really really struggling. And then uh, the game last night, they were playing against the Rockets, which really cool to see John Wall play his former team. Him and Bradley Beal sharing a lot of love. The ball went under the bleachers, and Bradley Beal crawled under to grab the ball. And I was just like, dude, that's the most baller thing ever. That li- that literally took me back to like, that oh, was- I'm balling on the driveway. Oh, I just absolutely bricked the hell out of a shot because I'm awful. He didn't do that as much. Yeah, he probably didn't brick it, but I definitely bricked it. And it would roll under like a car or something. I'd be like, oh, I got to go grab his ball. That's what Bradley Beal did last night, and I loved that. So absolutely. that was my best thing I saw this week. My weekly winner, Carmelo Anthony. You know, this guy was out of the league for a little bit, and we were like, dude, Melo needs to be back in the league. It's just it's just better when Melo is back in the league. And he has been absolutely balling this week. You know, a couple really huge games um, since the 9th uh, against Orlando, 23, against Philly, 24, against Cleveland, 23, and then against Dallas, 20, or 15. But, man, it's just awesome to see Melo be a really big contributor for this Portland Trailblazers team. And honestly, I sold them. I think the last episode we did... Or maybe the one before the Super Bowl. I sold them because I was like, Nurkic is out. This team looks not. This team doesn't look the same without Nurkic, and he's he's been honestly carrying this team to you know maintain success. Because yeah. obviously we know Dame and we know CJ. They're gonna ball out regardless. But they really need that third guy to step up, and Carmelo has been amazing. So. Isn't it funny how he was like out of the league? Yeah, yeah. that's insane. <laughs> And then now he's just absolutely balling. He's so fighting for a spot on the roster. Really cool that he, he found a home in Portland. That's so, awesome. Bully, which, who is your weekly winner? Uh, my weekly winner, Julius Randle. This guy is part of a New York Knicks squad that is... Squad? Squad. They, they have squad? Yeah. They've I been mean, upgraded from worthless to squad. The worthless, I mean, now they're, team. They're 14-15. <laughs> they're right there on the edge of the playoffs. They're I actually... They're in the playoffs. They're the sixth seed. They're the sixth seed. But... Sorry. Yeah. Even better. It's just because everybody's so like the right there, work. right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about a team that's going to make the playoffs as probably I don't know about sixth seed, but maybe sixth seed, fifth seed, they could fit right in there. Um, and just traded for Derrick Rose. I really like where the culture's going. And the guy that's leading them is not R.J. Barrett. It's not Derrick Rose. It is Julius Randle. This man's averaging 23 a game. He's got 11 boards a game. That's best Holy for 10th in the league. Yep. That's he, even better than I thought Man, he's been all-star. And so five and a half 44. assists. Yep. Especially in the East. That's, what I, that's where I was going with that. He should be in the all-star. Um, and I really wow. like where he has kind of led this team so far this season. I, uh, I agree 100%. I mentioned it before the podcast to Nate. Lakers just know how to draft talent and just trade it away. <laughs> That's facts. And then have it grow somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like D'Lo, All-Star. Um, it's because they, it's Randall, because they would throw out too, much, too much cash. They'd have to give out too much cash. I mean, cash. yeah. I mean, it obviously worked out for the Lakers. I just think it's kind of funny. that. <laughs> yeah, Chip. I'd I mean, the Chip was cool. It was a lot better than seeing talent grow. But, yeah. Anyway, Talon, who's your weekly winner? Maybe winner. Uh, so, it was the same as last week, and it, you know, I just want to talk about the Knicks so much. So it was Derrick Rose, um, and I just want to talk about Derrick Rose a little bit. It is cool to see him go to New York. I feel like kind of a revival for his career, kind of, even though he hasn't played, like, outstanding, but it's just kind of cool to see. And, again, with the Knicks theme, they're uh, they're actually, like, a decent team this year. And Yeah, this one just feels different because, like, the Knicks are, you know, heading on the up, and I don't know, you kind of just they want to— They have their... a lot of good—like, uh, Quickly is good. Austin Rivers has been good. Drew Zarano has been an all-star— 
Archie Barrett's definitely a very different Nick yeah, Simmons they, going they to did, than yeah. he was on. And of course, you know, the one year they might make the playoffs, they're not going to have any fans, so that's cool. Yeah, of course. Really sad, Even though I would have loved to see D-Rose on a contender. But All I'm going to yeah. say is, could you imagine if they had this team two years ago when KD was picking his team for See, that, they, that's mm-hmm. literally the thing. Is like That's why he went to the Nets, because he was like, oh, they have good culture. Yep. It's like, yeah, you want to open up all that cap space, but you also have to have something to draw the players in. Uh, yeah, that's a really having, good point. Having kid. 10 wins and a shit ton of money doesn't mean shit. But, I mean, this roster's good now. This yeah. roster's so, good. So, yeah, exactly. If I, you add two superstars, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, KD and Kyrie, I'm just saying. I like how we're like, go Knicks. We're like, man, y'all missed out. <laughs> but, yeah, so Knicks, you're cool and also suck at the same time. Anyway, I think it's time for our new segment, Miss Takes. So, you know, this one was kind of inspired by Talon's atrocious take. So, we'll just kind of g- go right into it. Talon... What is your mistake? I think he posted about it on our Fire uh, Instagram. Post, I account. did post about it. If, if, Which you if, you, if you don't follow our Instagram, please follow our Instagram. It is at Takes with the Tailgaters. At Takes with the Tailgaters. It's, yep. Um, so, I had a bad take. Let's just say that. Um, just a teeny weeny bad Just a teeny tiny bad take. Um, so, before the year, I was trying, I overthought it, basically. And we did our playoffs predictions. And I had the jazz, jazz missing the playoffs. Um, was and, not a, um, what are the Jazz right now, Talon? They're now 23-5, and five, the one seed in the West, um, and they're two games above the Lakers, and they've won 19 out of 20 games. Ah. So, kind of missed out on that one. Uh, I overthought it, and I'm stupid. We'll kind of get into the Jazz later, so we won't linger on that, but I, mean, I just love that you... I, I actually really did like your point, though. I was like... Yeah, and your ma- your major point was like someone. It just feels like in the West, someone's already always left out. There's always a team good. where like ah, I should have I should have thought about that before the year. I feel stupid, and I overthought it. And I was like, the Jazz are gonna be that team. They weren't. They have been excellent. So yeah, the Mavericks are looking like they might be that team. Yeah, <sighs> Seth ripped to Seth Curry. That would have been nice. Yeah, they really got Josh Richardson. We're like, yeah, this is good. Are we going in a little circle for our trash takes or? Um, do you have a trash take that you would like to? I do. Back? Yeah. It's about two weeks ago on this podcast that I said Bruce Arians should be fired. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was like so bad. <laughs> and then he, my Chiefs bias was kicking in a little bit, but I'm still not going to let that excuse the fact that I said that. Um, his team then continued to absolutely pummel my team in the championship game. That is football. true. That did happen. So I said that. And, and actually, going, back. going along with that, my mistake was my tool prediction. I said the Chiefs would win 38 to 21, and the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. But we'll get to that. We'll have a little bit of a quick recap. Um, the game has been, you know, well and gone now for a little bit, but we'll have a quick, quick recap of that. But first, let's go into some trivia. <laughs> new segment. New, new segment. We were doing a little bit of sports trivia. This is just always a fun one to sprinkle in there. So, today's, we're going to do a basketball one and an NFL one. Today's basketball. Here it is. Who has the most dunks in a single season since 96-97? Okay. So, give your guess and I'll give my guess. I I have not looked. So when did Shaq start playing? Uh, like, oh, like there was around He's had plenty like, of seasons from that timeline. So. Shaq. And this okay. is a single season. Okay. I'm going to go Blake Griffin. His 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 early years, he dunked every single time. I want to go with like a just like a, like a just random man. center, like that like an Andre Drummond type. I think okay. I'm gonna go with Andre Drummond. Yeah, it's gonna be someone okay. stupid like Javale McGee or something. Okay, so I'll do I'll do the top three: Dwight Howard, which I feel that like makes sense. Dwight, Giannis is oh, two, really? eighteen, nineteen, 
And then Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Um, Shaq just sucks, I So guess. yours was Shaq's Blake terrible. Griffin. He was 21st on this list. Oh, that's not very close. Um, You said Shaq. He was four, which very yeah. close. Okay. DeAndre Jordan should have been your Clippers guess. Oh, um, yeah. No, mine right. was Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's not even... Okay, that was a bad... He's 44th. Saw his way off. I don't know. I just He's on I, the list. He's on the list, so I got I got that going. Clint Capella would have been a good one, too. Ooh, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so it. now our football one. Which player holds the NFL record for longest interception return? Ed Reed. I also think it's Ed Reed. Uh, okay. Here, here I'll, are the I'll, go, I'll go Dion. It's, it's Eric Berry, Dion, Ed Reed, and Ronnie I'll Lott. go Dion. Okay. It is Ed Reed. Damn, okay. He not only holds the record for the longest interception return, 107 yards in 2008, but also the second longest return, 106 in 04. I don't think we talk about Ed Reed enough. Yeah, but kind of just like, oh, Troy Palmolive was cool. Um, Ed Reed was that. Ed, the, everybody probably knows about this, but the, the Tom Brady writing on his on his play sheet, like wristband thing, saying f- ev- on every play, find Ed Reed. Yeah, facts. That's how you like. That's how, like, you, that's know how you know the greatest good. player in football ever was like, "Hey, on every single play, make sure you know where this guy is because he's a, that good." My favorite thing about Ed Reed is Bill Belichick. Over the summer when they were doing the NFL Top 100, he was like basically geeking out over this one play Ed Reed had. And he against, doesn't do that. I know over anybody. Yeah, it, he was geeking out over this one play Ed Reed had against Peyton Manning, where he faked out Manning to come back and get a pick. And he was like, I've just never seen a player do that before. And it's like, if you're getting that praise from Bill Belichick, that is, wow. Yeah, that's, seeing a, seeing good DB, like seeing really high-level DB play is, is just, so... It's different. It's some, like seeing safeties just run around the field. There's something about it that just th- like amazes me. Like they're the only position on defense it, that really stands out. It kind of sucks that like the best safety nowadays is like Jamal Adams, which no hate on Jamal Adams. I know we kind of give him a little bit of hate, but dude, you, you can't even tell me Jamal Adams even close to an Ed Reed I heard um, him say on a podcast the other day Bill Simmons podcast um, he thinks he would have been a lot better of a safety in about like 2008 which I can agree with because he's the hard hitting guy that yeah. you wanted the Sean Taylor type the Bron- yep. Brian Dawkins yeah. type for he's not like the ball hawk you really want nowadays yeah so. but I just feel like Ed, like guys like Ed Reed and Troy really offered the, all of that they, I, they I kind think of they felt kinda, like a complete package yeah they transcend like generation I yeah. Think. yeah that was pretty crazy for yeah. sure Anyway. Yeah, so before we get into our quick Super Bowl recap, I want to talk to you guys about another awesome event our partners over at Miller Theaters are hosting this weekend. Don't you notice they host a lot of events for they the community? They do host a lot of They do events. a lot. Wow. It's almost like there's just like a really big part of the community in Blue Springs or something. Wow. wow. They care about the kids. We do love that. Do you like desserts, watching movies, and supporting local businesses? I yes. do. I, I don't Obviously. know. I'm kind of a big fan. Yeah. yeah. So Miller Theaters will have all of those and more at their dessert crawl event this Saturday, February 12th from 12 to 3 p.m. Stop by. Miller Theaters and visit with some local businesses and eat some sweet treats while you catch a I wrote disc flick. I don't think I meant to write that. A flick with your family <laughs> while you support your local businesses. Don't forget to stop by our partners, Miller Theaters, to support local business and eat great food this Saturday from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Oh, I meant to write discount flicks. Not discount tickets. Flicks. It's cheaper flicks this yes. weekend even. Cheaper, cheaper flicks. Wow, that's, that all sounds great to me, Caden, honestly. That really sounds like a banging time. It all comes down to for the kids by supporting local businesses. For so the kids. For the children. If you don't support your local business, you're not supporting Yeah, do you kids. like local business and children? No theaters is your place. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you're going to be a goat for the community and goat just in general... Miller Theaters. Tom Brady loves Miller Theaters. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Just some random I, 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 All right. 
Well, thank you, Caden, for that. That was excellente, as always. Excellente. You like that? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now let's, let's go into the Super Bowl recap. So obviously we didn't post last week. And uh, these I watched Super Bowl with these guys. It wasn't the most fun event in the world. No, it wasn't. Um, we don't need to go into any long term. We don't need to talk no. about the GOAT. Just kind of about the game itself. Because we'll get into, you know... You know, long term, we'll get into Chiefs, kind of what, what it means for them. I thought I was done office. talking about this. I don't. <laughs> God damn it. Well, you're not. So let's just start with the actual game. What were your quick game thoughts? I mean, yeah, we don't have to go too much, but uh, the Chiefs' injuries slash weaknesses lined up perfectly against the Bucks' strengths, and they also had an amazing game plan, played out of their minds. Tom Brady was getting a lot of time in the pocket, played great with it, and very depressing night for me and Caden. That's, that's all I got. Town took it a tad bit harder than I did because I thought we were going to see Mahomes just start scoring like five touchdowns in a minute in the fourth quarter. He was he was like, Caden, we're going to lose. And I was like, Talon, let's calm down. Let's have some faith. And they never scored a touchdown. So not for Mahomes not <laughs> trying because, you know, this dude went parallel to the ground oh, to get dude. a ball to someone's face mask. But Mahomes had like one of the greatest performances I've seen. That, that felt like LeBron going up against like the KD Warriors. Like he's just doing everything he can. And it's just it doesn't matter. And, you know, I saw NFL put that play, him going parallel and throwing it, as their number 100 best play of the season. And there was so much hate in the comments. Like, y'all are really putting an incompletion at number 100. Y'all must just not watch football to yeah, understand, like, just, how difficult that is. They must just hate is. football. No, I just hate Mahomes. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. like, there's not a single other starting quarterback that I've ever seen play that could just do, like, a baseball dive, but also throwing, like, a 40-yard pass. Fucking Drew Brees couldn't even throw past 30 yards this year, and then Mahomes is parallel to the ground and does it. So it's like, come on, guys. Oh, and also, he tore something in his foot that he had to have surgery on three days later. So That doesn't um, help either. Sorry that he couldn't carry the team to the Super Bowl for this one. I'm glad. I think most of the media has been pretty smart about it and yeah people who watch football know that there's it been wasn't. no narrative that yeah. Mahomes was bad yeah. it was kind which of good I'm, I'm the narrative glad. was the Chiefs line sucked the refs were bad for half I'm glad that people the are smart about football. yeah which I do want to talk about the refs for a second we didn't lose the game because of the refs you can have a very deflating game because of the refs and I do think that played a factor into it but we were already playing god-awful before that so I'm not blaming the entire game on them but um, I do think it's important for a championship team to be able to bounce back from calls, and we couldn't do that. Yeah. So, um, moving forward, um, I'm not going to get in the goat or anything, but I think, you know, Mahomes next season, he's going to come back from this. He's going to be father, uh, husband, then he's going to be a loser. Um, I think that's a really motivating thing for him. And MVP. Uh, yep. Revenge tour. Yeah. Dude, I mean, yeah. if, I mean, I, we all see the writing on the wall right now. We see, like... Give him a 17th I, game. I see a potential... Oh, a 17th game. I see record-breaking, crazy well, stats. Dude, and here's the thing. We're going to have our three starting alignment back. That's the part maybe, everyone's missing. Maybe draft some. Yeah, it's like... It, it's like everyone's like, wow, the Chiefs just suck at picking up alignment. Guys... It's because they're paying everyone else a lot. Yeah, one guy opted out because of COVID. Because he true. went to go fight Canada, COVID. And, and then both starting tackles were out. Like, I'm sorry, you take away the starting tackles from any team, that exact thing is going to happen. I remember the Colts played the Titans, the game I went to this year, and we lost both of our tackles. And our O-line literally looked like paper thin. So... You know, the tackles are the most important guys for a reason. And, you know, is it a little embarrassing when all four guys get right past their guys to Mahomes? Yes. Yes, but it's not their fault. 
I mean, they didn't they didn't join the team expecting to you know be the starting right tackle and left tackle in a Super Bowl game. That so is fair. against one of the best pass rushers in the league. Yeah. So, so going against, going along the line of pass rush. Speaking of that, JJ Watt has been released from the Houston Texans. You would know that if you followed us on Instagram. Yes, you would know. You would know that. Can put that shindig together. This guy is actually Adam Schefter. Yep. Caden is actually Shefty. That's my side job. I'm not actually. saying that Caden is Shefty, but I've never seen them in the same room. I might get reports faster than him, but who's to say? Who's to say? Who's anyway, JJ Watt posted a really emotional video. I really recommend going to watch it. It was really heartfelt. You could tell that just how much the fans of the city meant to him. It's actually funny they booed him on draft night. I did not know that. I didn't either. Yeah, he yeah. was like, he was yeah. like, you guys booed me on draft night, but after that, I felt really at home, and I was, I was like, wow, y'all really booed JJ Watt. I mean, I will say in their defense, he was a Wisconsin like outside pass rusher, so it's like, who is this guy? I know, but, but it's like you're the Texans. You have no, <laughs> you like, have no, especially at that time, like right. even it's before, like, like you had no. You had Andre Johnson and a bunch of stiffs. Like you're not the, you're not the Lakers, you're not the Spurs, you're the goddamn Texans. Yeah, so. Yeah, J.J. Watt on the market. Right now, the biggest rumor that I've heard... I've heard a couple teams thrown around, but I've really heard a lot of excitement towards the Browns. I have, too. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, he wants to pair up with Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Holy crap, that would be insane. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, That'd be awesome. yeah, the fact that he wouldn't be... Which, you know, he's not in his defensive player of the year form anymore. I'm not expecting I mean, him yeah, to produce he's not, at that he's, level. But if you get a veteran who has won three defensive players of the year on the cheap. other side of Miles Garrett, who's constantly getting double teamed... I didn't even realize this. He'd also go against his brother twice a year. I know, I thought about that. That'd be wow. so fun. Could you imagine? I'd imagine the Steelers are going to be a little worse next year. So the Browns might get a game out from him. Or two games, I guess. Um, if he got to beat his brother twice, I think he really wants to compete against TJ. I, I've, I've heard some things for him also going to the Steelers. Yeah. And I've also heard some things for the Packers. Well, I would hope every team is like, let's get this yeah, future yeah. first ballot. Hall those, are the, those are the three teams that have really been in the rumor mill. Yeah. I think sure. Packers would make sense. Um, and I think Steelers would make sense if he wanted to play with him, play mm-hmm. alongside him, uh, his brother. I think the, I and like that the, would bro- actually be all three brothers on the same team. That is That'd true. That is true. I like, I like Browns and the Steelers. Brown, yeah, sure. I, Browns, I, I think, I know, I tend to like the Browns more. Kind of my second favorite team at this point. but uh, So I kind of want them to go to the Browns, but... Not the Colts? Not the Colts. They've got Justin Houston. The they don't need him. Justin Houston, Defensive Player of the Year. The other side, man. Oh, yeah. Justin right. Houston, J.J. Wallet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really like... I mean, J.J. Watt was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. And I yeah, I think he was better than... than in his prime, J.J. Watt's better than Aaron Oh, Donald. he's like a top five pass rusher yeah. in his prime. There are a lot of people said he was the best player in the league. That's the best fair. player in the league, not quarter like. That's like what people are saying player. about Aaron Donald right now too, and it's like, hey, I, have you guys seen the quarterback in Kansas City? Or it's also a little bit awkward because AD plays defensive tackle. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's apples it's and oranges true. to yeah. a certain degree. The, the numbers won't ever be the same. Yeah. So yeah, but I think we all we're all in agreement that the Steelers and Browns would make a lot of sense. I would be really sick as a reasons. football fan. Very yeah. very cool as a football fan. So it's gonna be very exciting to see where JJ Watt ends up. We'll kind of talk about that more when we get into free agency. But yeah, very exciting stuff. Moving on to the NBA, Andre Drummond has been has been sit like forced to sit during games. Um, I think he actually dressed last night and was forced to go wear clothes. I think that's like what Draymond said. Yeah, yeah, that was the so whole the cat is basically in the writings on the wall. The Cavs are either going to trade him or buy him out. Where would you guys like to see him go? If there's kind of two options there, so. I don't know. Do you want to just talk about the main two that we discussed? I think he... Come on. I, Andre Drummond just let me, made... Let me throw out mine real quick because I don't know the okay, two okay. options. I, I want to see him on the Nets. 
Okay. Yeah, okay, that was one of our so, okay. so, Andre Drummond's been on the Pistons and the Cavs his career. Oof. So, also, Cavs, why did you trade for him? That trade last... Wasn't was it like cap or something? They gave up absolutely nothing they, for yeah, him, they, so it, it was, was like, yeah, why I mean, not? Yeah, it was a flyer, but I just remember, like, we were at Independence Center. Yeah, it was really like random. a school thing. Yeah. Anyway, so... That was so weird. It's the Lakers and Nets. Those are the two that I've heard the most. Now, would it surprise me if another contending team kind of came out of nowhere and grabbed him? Like a it, Celtics or something. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think he's going to the Lakers and Nets. So now we'll go around and kind of give your pick for where he should end up. Okay, well, I'm really biased, so I'm going to go with the Lakers. Um, oh, even though that? I actually think the Nets actually might make more sense for him. But I'm going to go with cool. the Lakers. So, I, I don't know. I mean... There's definitely not not a lot of bad parts about the Lakers. Uh, if you want to win a championship, I think you could, you know, get some little bit of pressure off of AD in the, in the paint. He wouldn't be our only big man. And I think that's what I liked about the team last year was that we had so many just athletic bigs. You could throw Dwight, you could throw AD, you could throw JaVale out there. It didn't matter. Um, that's what I liked about our team last year. And now you have Mark. Now we have Mark. <laughs> that dude's trash. Mark Gasol sucks. So he's that's so, a topic he's for so slow. He's so, oh my god. I hate watching that dude play basketball. Like, passing, amazing. Shooting, he can hit a three-pointer. Uh, everything other than that. Yeah, dookie. very, very slow. Um, so, yeah, we, we need an athletic big. Please, please. Um, and Drummond's the best rebounder in the especially game. Especially with AD out now. Um, and we'll get to that later. But, um, you know, for the playoffs, I think it'd be nice to just have another athletic big down there. I mean, it's basically like, it would, you know, what Dwight Howard last year was, but a lot, a lot better. So... I would love that. I think I think that's actually his best chance to win a championship because, I mean, you're playing with the greatest player of all time, in my opinion, in your opinion, um, and you're playing with Anthony Davis. It's a pretty good formula, and and Anthony Davis has shown he can play with another hey, big man. And Alex Caruso. And Alex you know Caruso. What's a, you know what's an even better formula? Playing on what would be well, the yeah, great... I said, I said the greatest player of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, the White yeah. Mamba. Yeah. An even better formula would be the greatest team ever assembled. And that would be the Brooklyn Nets if they get Andre Drummond. I'm sorry. I think talent-wise on paper that if they get Andre Drummond, the best rebounder in the league, one of the most underrated players, I think. He's just in the playing league. for the Pistons and the Cavs. Yeah. Just, like, no one gives problem. a shit. Yeah. So, I think they'd be the best team ever assembled. Like, yeah, you could obviously make the case for the Warriors. And then when they added KD, which... Why still? Because, like, come on. That was a little bit, little bit overkill at that point. You guys have won 73 games. <laughs> but anyway. Still mad about that. <laughs> I was still kind of mad about it. I was, like, thinking about it. I was like, bro, dude, somebody told me. That was 4th July. Some dude that doesn't watch the NBA was like, dude, Katie signed with the Warriors. I was like, dude, stop capping. Dude, stop like, joking. I was like, no, bro. He's like, look. I was like, god damn it. God damn. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, but so That's what the Nets need, though, right? That's, like, the final yes. Infinity Stone yes. and the gauntlet. That would change 100%. all my opinions. Rather than, I'm like, oh, they don't have a big. They can't play defense. If they got well, Andre Drummond, I'd be like, oh, well. Dude. You know, the funny thing yeah. is they don't even need to play defense. If you're going to score 150 every night. Yeah, dude. Drummond can just grab you like 15 offensive boards. Yeah. So if they start beating people 150 to 110 instead of, you know, the 130 yeah. or 140 they've been putting up, then, I mean, good Lord. Yeah. I, I, I do think right now how they are, I, I think they, they can't win a champ. They they won't win a championship. And I think Drummond will go there because his role will be a lot bigger. Yeah. It, he'll get all the starting minutes. He'll get crazy numbers. He'll be looked at as, like you said, an infinity stone. I mean, Instead either way. Kind of like a person on the Cavs and Pistons. Either way, whatever happens when he moves 
whether it's Lakers or Nets or even another contender, he deserves we're, it. We're all going to be like, oh, this changes the landscape of things. Like, if the Lakers get AD or <laughs> AD. It's funny how every time that, like, a big trade happens, we say that, though, we're like, the entire sports landscape has now shifted. <laughs> yeah. This will affect soccer in some yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not that much, but it definitely will. Especially if he goes to the Nets, that will really change things. Yeah, I think if he goes to the Nets, I think that solidifies them as final contenders for sure. Yeah, because I don't think this Nets team is beating the Sixers even, right now. Even the Clippers would be a good one too. They don't really have a big that like Zubach. They they have the greatest player of all time is Zubach as well. There's like eight greatest player of all time, and they're all white and ugly. <laughs> um, but uh, and Zubach. Brian Scalabrini is also in there. Zubach dropped 22 last night, so don't sleep. 